Hello, hello. Welcome to the Connected and Well podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Adamchak. Today we have Jonathan Woods from Partner Wellness on the show. He's a personal trainer. He also is the CEO of Partner Wellness. We chat about all things fitness, how to go after your fitness goals, how to stay motivated when you have zero motivation, and all the things. So if you've been looking to start your fitness journey, check it out. There's definitely some tips here for you. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome. Sarah, good to see you. Good to see you again. Well, I am super excited today to talk about all things physical fitness and overall wellness. I'm excited to talk to you about that and your experience as being a personal trainer, as well as your new media company, Partner Wellness. Yeah, I'd love to get into whatever you'd like to ask today. Well, first, let's take it back a little bit. When did you first realize that you wanted to get physically healthy? And then how did that translate to you becoming a personal trainer? In a way, it was an accident because I was the kid growing up that had asthma really bad. I didn't play any sports. I liked music. So when I was coming home from school, I went straight to the basement, started playing guitar. I was not in good shape as a kid, you know, dealing with allergies and asthma. I just didn't feel like I could do much. So the accident kind of came about going to college. I started just, oh, like, I want to be like looking fit like my friends and my friends were athletes and like, oh, I want to be like strong like them. And so I just started working out casually around that time. And I wanted an extracurricular to do for fun that was more physical because I wanted to, you know, just be more physical and kind of branch out from music. And I started training jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu down the road from college. Funny thing, I noticed the more I was learning to do that and I wanted to be in better shape in general. So I was trying my hand at the gym, just no idea what I was doing, lifting some weights here and there, doing some things I read in magazines or saw on TV. And um, I was just noticing the more I practiced, the more I showed up to jujitsu and the more that I went to the gym. And I started no noticing like a natural progression that I was doing more and more. I was able to do things that were more and more intense. And all of a sudden, it was like night and day. After a few months and a few years of doing this, I noticed I started feeling like a million bucks. Oftentimes, not every time. After my workout in general, I had more energy. I was in a better mood. And I really was becoming a much different person. And I was quite surprised by how different and how much better I felt in general. I have a good friend who's a avid runner. And he was saying he ran his whole childhood. And he never experienced any type of anxiety or depression until the day he uh, was in his 20s and he stopped running for a while. He'd always been doing it. He's like, wow, I've never I've never uh, kind of felt down like this before. And he realized he was taking his his own physical activity for granted that was helping him feel so, so good. And I'm not going to say that it's all about running. There are many activities we can do in, in fitness. Just one example. But yeah, I actually had a great experience not at first in fitness, but I started reading magazines like Men's Health Magazine was my favorite. Growing up, there was a guy named BJ Godore, who was the fitness director for Men's Health back in the day. And uh, he had some great workouts in that magazine. And I was trying that out when I was trying jujitsu and trying to work out. And I, one of the first times I ever worked out, I did a really hard workout. I remember, I'll never forget, it was the Spartacus workout because it was the workout in the magazine that apparently- I remember that. Do you remember that? Uh -huh. yeah. It's like a, 
I don't know, like a 10 move strength and cardio circuit of like a minute of work, only 15 seconds rest in between, something like that. Really intense. I was a very, very beginner at this time. And I went really hard. I was like, I'm just going to try a really hard workout. And this looks like I loved it. It had structure. It showed me exactly what I need to do. And it was way more intense and more difficult and more challenging than what I was doing because I was just going casual. I was just like many people starting out, just feeling my feeling my way through exercise. I'm surprised it didn't kind of scare me away from from working out for a while, like it does for many people, because I had was so sore. I had trouble sitting down in my car after I could barely move. I was so sore. But that really showed me that there was a difference between casual exercise and really training with a purpose. And I just noticed I just felt better in every way, physically, mentally, and I couldn't ignore that. And I had to pursue that somehow. And so because of that, um, I had a good experience with fitness. I decided to become a personal trainer in 2010. And I got certified by the National Academy of Sports Medicine because I felt like I didn't get this growing up. I was dealing with asthma and allergies. I didn't play sports. I'm so glad now that I can move like this. My body feels good. My brain feels good. I can focus. It's actually the reason I made it through grad school. I was able to focus so much because of how exercise can help the brain, not only the body. And it's all interconnected in, in my experience. But I ran with it from there. And ever since then, I've been gaining more certifications and more experience and training more people since 2010. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thanks for sharing your story. So it sounds like definitely we all know this, but I think people tend to forget that when we get up, we move our body, we feel better. Yeah, we feel better. And sometimes when you wake up, you hit the alarm, whatever time you have set to go to the gym or to get your workout in, it's very tempting to sleep in and be like, you know what, I'll just go tomorrow. I'll go the next day. But we want people to know that if you go ahead and just get up, get your shoes on, get your workout clothes, go get your workout on, you're going to feel 10 times better afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a big lesson that if someone has not experienced that, that I encourage everyone to learn because it's also good to notice in what way do you feel better? Well, do you feel better that you're proud of yourself, that you did something good at the, at the beginning of the day? And you're like, okay, that was that was good of me to do that. And then maybe you get a little bit more momentum to do more good things throughout the day. Or did you notice I feel good physically after doing that? Maybe you feel both. The benefits of doing that are now we have a whole compendium of research that shows the benefits of exercise. So there's not just one. It's how you feel about yourself. It's about how you feel about your own identity. If you're able to do that consistently, if you're able to push through and do a hard thing and know that you were able to through that and make progress, even though it was difficult, that's just one aspect of it. Aside from the actual real physical and mental benefits that come from it. So yes, definitely. I think we all should take a, take a good notice at uh, how do you feel? when you go through that? And did you commit to it? And how did you feel when you not only started out, but how did you feel after you've been doing this for a while? Because there's a big difference in my opinion, or and from what I've seen with people that I work with, and there is a difference with one workout when you start out and versus really getting good at it and doing it consistently. It is completely transformative for many people. 
Yes, I definitely have experienced that in my own life as well. Yeah, sure. I just I've noticed sure. that it makes you feel so much better overall wellness. And that's really what we want to have is just that overall wellness. It's all good to have the super big muscles and to have the nice lean body and to look good. But if you don't have the overall wellness in mind, body and spirit, then you're probably going to be lacking something and you're not going to be feeling your day um, as best as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a million reasons you could do this or you should, but you're only going to do the one. You're only going to do it for your reason, the reason you care about. Some people want to lose weight. Some people want to be able to pick up their grandchild. Uh, Some people want to be able to just have more energy for the day and a million reasons in between. There are some ways that when I do consultations with people, there are a few questions you can ask yourself to kind of find the reason to look after your your fitness. So people who are listening, if you want something real, you can do right now. Take out a piece of paper. You can start with this. First of all, what are your top three fitness goals? It doesn't have to be three per se, but try to narrow it down. Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? For me, I wanted to look like my athlete friends when I was in college. I wanted to be like strong. I was a skinny kid. I was out of shape. Didn't care about that so much later because I found other things that I liked about it later. But anyway, just for example, maybe most common top three fitness goals I run into is, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds by my birthday in June or something like that. (laughs) Or I want to look, I want to fit into this dress by the cruise coming up because I have an anniversary coming up, something like that. So that's one. What are my top three fitness goals? You can also write down why are those goals important to you? Why? You, you really should know why you're, you would do any of this. And if you don't know why, that's okay. You may be at the point where you're not inspired to improve your fitness. Maybe if you're listening to this, maybe you care. Maybe you're like, okay, I do, I do want to pursue something with that. But be very clear why those goals are important to you. For example, if I am a senior and why do I want to start exercising? Why do I want to, I don't know, lose 10 pounds by my birthday because... Maybe because when I see my grandchild, I want to be able to play with him and pick him up, but verbalize it, get it out there. Don't just let it kind of hang out in your subconscious. This is about really getting to know yourself and becoming very clear whether you want to stay the same or make a change. And that change could be very small or very big. It's up to you. That's the beauty of fitness. You you can have your own goals and you can do, uh, you can go as far as you want and no one can tell you otherwise. The people that do well in fitness are the ones that um, are willing to face themselves, are willing to look at themselves in the mirror or in a photo or step on the scale and be like, okay, I'm done avoiding this. I'm going to really take a look at where I am, see who you are, see where you're at. Nothing wrong with that. If you wish to stay the same, stay the same. If you wish to change, now you know from where you can change. You have a baseline. You can also ask yourself, after why are those goals important to you? How would they change your life? Ooh, that's really a good visualize one. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would they change your life? Okay. You're starting to get deeper now. You're understanding. All right. If I go down this new path, if I have these new goals, this might happen. This is maybe what you want. And again, there's no rules with who you should be. You are your own person. You, you can make this up, but you can visualize how would it change your life if you got there? Just to put it into perspective, remember, we're gaining perspective from where you are versus where you want to go. This is the biggest lesson that I've learned 
is to have something very clear and measurable. And we'll get into more measurable stuff of where we are and where we want to go. Because everyone's different and everyone has different goals that they have. You can also write down how long have these been goals of yours? Well, many times I would encounter people that, for example, losing weight. If if those people are out there who want to lose weight or if they just want to just feel better and have more energy throughout the day, if, if that was one of their goals and I asked them, okay, how long has that been, been a goal of yours? Well, uh, about 10 years, I'd say, or about 20 years. And so I'd ask them, so for 20 years, you've been trying to lose 10 pounds or for 20 years, you've wanted more energy. If that's true, then let that give you per some perspective. Wow. What I've been doing for that long has not been working. And that's okay to realize that because it's empowering. Now, now you have the realization that you can say it's okay. What I've been doing is not serving me anymore. And it hasn't served me to get where I want to be because now I, I know where I want to be. And now I realize that what I've been doing is not serving me to be that person. So then it's more understanding, more motivation that you can use to get there. Those are great questions to get us started. Just looking at where we are, how we want to feel, what's our goal. I really like those. Those are tactical tips that we can start right now, kind of glance over and make a game plan for our own lives, take accountability. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. If we're not careful, we will wake up and it's a decade later, mm -hmm. five years later, 10 years later, and we're yeah. like, oh, wait, I've been sitting on this goal, this dream maybe it's physical fitness, maybe it's yeah. to launch a company or something else. And it is great to take a good look at, hey, why am I still sitting here? What's holding me back? And kind of look at, yeah. do I have fear? Do I have limiting beliefs? So how important would you say self-compassion? So we need to have self-compassion when we're jumping into I'm not liking where my life is going or where it's been going. I want to make some massive changes or little changes. How important is self-compassion and then holding ourselves accountable? And how can we stick to habits? You know, that is, that's hard when your body, your mind gets into craving that comfort that we've been in for the last 10 years, the last 20 years. Well, we should all strive towards lifting ourselves up as well as lifting each other up to make a uh, jujitsu analogy when i used to train there it's been a while but the only difference between a white belt and a black belt uh, was the white belt never gave up so it doesn't matter if you try and you fail and again and you disappoint yourself and you miss the gym day and you eat that whatever thing pizza donut that you know you shouldn't have eaten that got you off track, that just totally threw your, your eating habits, if that throws that off, good. You can think about that uh, in a totally different way. The people that are really good, in my opinion, at making changes are the ones that have really had a hard time. They really know what it's like to, uh, you know, I, I knew a girl who I used to work with who was extremely overweight, a big part of her life. And now she has a her own nutrition podcast herself, and she's very disciplined and very good at working out. So you can use those hard times, those memories of hard times, those failures, either as a reason to quit or as a lesson. So you can really know what it's like to struggle and to uh, be frustrated with your progress. 
And you can use that to see how far you've come later. There is no reason if you are one of those people, you can't make a drastic change. I've worked with a guy who had a severe drinking problem until he was in his mid 60s. He stopped drinking completely and he started working out every day. And he completely changed his life around. He, in his opinion, did horrible with his own fitness before that for 65 years. But then he didn't. And he really realized because of that lesson, he really wanted to change. That was his reason to change. You know, he saw what that did to his life and he wanted something much better for himself. So if that's used as a lesson, you can have that compassion with yourself. It's okay that you you fail and you get yeah. off track. We all do. I certainly have. Yes. Um, but those people, in fact, make can make really good trainers, can make really good progress just as regular gym goers or people who exercise because they know what it's like to be at the bottom. And that can be your reason to say, okay, I really am done with this now. And it's okay. Not everyone has to be like this sudden change. I need to be different now. It doesn't always go like that, but it can be part of your self-realization, your understanding of yourself of who you want to be. If you realize who you don't want to be, good. That's your lesson. Now you can, that helps you to realize who you do want to be. If you're starting a yeah. workout program for the very first time or you're yeah. becoming a runner, you've always wanted to run. Yeah. yeah. Just be gentle with yourself. Be gentle <laughs> with yourself. Cheer yourself on. Yeah. Expect bumpy roads, you know, mm -hmm. expect to yes. get off track. That's part of the process. You can ask yourself too. It's a yes or no question. Whatever you're doing throughout the day, is this part of my process or not? And you can realize, okay, if I have failures along the way, good. That's part of my process. I am still seeking to do better for myself. That's what matters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like your stories of the two people that had kind of hit their rock bottom and now they've worked through it. They're at the top. Mm -hmm. They're feeling their best. And now yeah. they're becoming great examples and great teachers. Sometimes those are the best teachers are the people who've been through it, made it to agree. the other side. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. They they know what it's like. They've been there through it. So if they become instructors or if they become your good friend, mm -hmm. if you know people like that, they've been there. So if you're looking to make a change, they know how to do that because they were there yeah. with you. So yes, absolutely. They make excellent instructors. So in my opinion, you have to have a great practice and a great system of support. A great system of, of support could mean many things. It could be a personal trainer. It could be your friend that you show up to the gym with. It could be a journal. It could be a diary. Those are all ways to support yourself or have someone support you. That could be your community. That could be your church. That could be your family. As long as you feel like they are supporting you towards your goal that you now are very clear on, that tends to be missing from what I've seen. That's great. And it sounds like accountability, having an accountability partner. That yeah. is true because sometimes when we don't have that, it's easy to let ourselves off the hook. But if we've told one person or three people that, hey, this fall, I'm going to go hike this mountain or go run my first 5K, your people should be following up. Hey, you said in April you were going to run a 5K. How was it? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be, and, and when you have people holding you accountable and supporting you, you're yeah. most likely going to do it because you don't want to be the one like, well, I never started. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's true. Having that support really does help us stay committed 
a little. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the most powerful factor we can we can adopt. So that's great. Let us all go out and get an accountability partner. I've been working out with my husband uh, in the mornings and I tell you, yeah, it's been good. We hold each other accountable. Some days he'll be like, do you want to sleep in? And I'm like, of course I do. But we said we were going to go and then we'll do the same. We'll trade out, you know, and our kids go to the gym now. They go Tuesday, Thursdays. And so I help them stay accountable. Hey, you said you wanted to go Tuesday, Thursday. And then knowing that that's part of their goal, I help them get there even on the days when I'm tired and I'm like, oh, can we just skip today? I'm like, no, that's part of their, you know, helping them stay accountable. So yeah, that's super absolutely. We, we do, we do need each other in this journey and not just beginners, the professionals too. It's beneficial for everybody. So it's a great thing to look at in your own life. Who do I have in my life that supports me towards my goals? It's a great mm-hmm. thing to ask yourself. Yeah. yeah. So how about for the person who they're trying new things, they're so excited to move their body more. Maybe they have joined a gym or they have, you know, signed up for this program and maybe they're just not into that particular thing. Is it important for us to keep trying maybe different exercise programs or different, like maybe try a yoga class or a hit class or a spin class? Would you say that's important before you give up? Try the thing that yeah. you love. Yeah. Pre- try to prevent yourself from giving up any way you can. One of the things you can do to help prevent that is have a good experience. So it, it can happen where I'm sure, you know, maybe people who are listening, maybe they tried a workout class or having a personal trainer or getting in shape and they just had a bad experience and they associate bad memories with that. And maybe they, they just... Don't think of it in a good way anymore. That's gonna that makes it harder to try that again. You want to find a way to overall have a good experience with your fitness journey. I said overall because there will be times where it's hard and it's going to be a struggle. You're going to be like, why am I doing this? I'm not enjoying this. There, those times will happen. So coming back to having a compassion with yourself, let yourself go through that. That'll happen on a small scale. Let that happen on a small scale. That also, you know, those little moments of that, the struggle along the way is expected. But in general, you want to see what you respond to. In the beginning, have fun with it. Just try different things. See what you respond to. And we come back to a tool that is part of, can be part of your accountability that everyone, in my opinion, probably could find benefit from, which is having a diary. You can write down what you've responded well to. You can write down how you feel after you've done this or that class or interacted with this or that person. Even if it's something so small as one thing I do to continually try to progress, but still have a good experience and not burn out too much in my industry, because I've been working with this in a long time. And sometimes you get tired and you want to do something else. But I I love just taking five or 10 minutes sitting down and reading something educational or inspiring about fitness. And I learn a little bit and I get to envision something good for a little bit. And that makes me feel good. And it's just something small that can lead to something else later in the day. Okay. I feel good. I feel like I learned something today. I feel more confident about what I'm doing with my own fitness. All right. I think I'm going to have a little bit more motivation for my workouts or to finish meal prepping today and make the food I want to make to help nourish my body and stay on course. 
But yeah, you want to look for whatever you're experimenting with, whether you're beginner or even advanced, look for ways to enjoy small processes along the way. So yeah, you, you do want to have a good experience. Try to make it fun and enjoyable for yourself. Some people don't like the idea of going to the gym and working out. It seems like such a chore. That person might respond much better to going to play sports with their friends, going out and playing volleyball, or they like going roller skating, which is popular these days. You want to enjoy what you're doing. It's very important and it'll help you stay on course. Yes, that's great. So if you've been going with your sister to the spin class and you're just not driving with it, it's okay. Go try something different. <laughs> but just yeah. knowing too that you are going to have days, even when you enjoy the thing you've picked, you will have mm -hmm. days that feel really challenging. Don't quit. Don't give up just because yeah. you had a hard week or month and it might be time to take a break, try something different for a bit and then hop back yeah. into. I used to run half marathons and I can tell you, I didn't enjoy half the runs that I ran, but once I learned about being more mindful, so I got into this, you know, we've talked about becoming more mindful. Then I was, had so much more joy when I would run because I would say like, I want to look for five people I can wave to today or two red doors and just made it more fun. I was doing the same run running routine, you know, the same mileage, but I just brought that enjoyment like you're talking about to it. And it's all about being more mindful and having fun. Yeah. And knowing yeah, that, that sometimes it's not fun, but you can push through. Yeah, that's great. I think, yeah, I think you can do little things like that. And and that's, you know, you can look for little ways to make it more enjoyable like that. But I also want to point out that what I bet was also enjoyable for you was the confidence that you gained knowing that I still went through something I didn't enjoy and I came out on top and I still did it because I know overall it was good for me. That's yes. very enjoyable when you really can look back and be proud of yourself. Um, yes, that's very, really that's enjoyable is. in another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. There's nothing. It's just such a great feeling. Yeah. 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 And it's okay. If you've never experienced that, whoever was listening, you can get there and it's not something that happens immediately and it's not something everyone needs to experience, but it's one way you can try to enjoy your fitness journey. Even just moving our body a little bit more, going mm -hmm. for a walk, getting outside, all yeah. of those have such great benefits. Yeah. And you know, as someone who suffered chronic stress, chronic burnout, I can tell you moving my body more definitely helped close that stress yeah. gap as well, which is so important. So my husband, when he was dealing with a lot of stress at work, I'd be like, Hey, after work, hop on your bike and go take a few laps around to help close that stress gap. Because, you yeah. know, we all, we used to run from mountain lions and running <laughs> home back to our tribe would help close the stress gap, you know, because you have that cortisol pumping through you. Fight or flight is running high, yeah. running yeah. back. You kind of relax. Well, now we're in fight or flight all the time and we're not closing that gap. So physical fitness, moving your body can help with that as well. Man, we have it so good now, don't we? We don't have I to know. run from mountain lions anymore. And we don't. Well, I mean, but we have to run there. from whatever our made up yeah. Yeah. stress is. Yeah. Now, now it's not. So now exercise is an option. It's very different the way life used to be. It, you know, it used to be part, part of our lifestyle, however long you want to go back. I think we were more physical the more years we go back, but, or it was necessary to do more laborious work, Yeah, get food and uh, put this together or do this physical labor. We, 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 as a society, it's 
pretty clear. You know, everyone knows now that computers and and office work is more prevalent and we have more intellectual work, even the commute. Yeah. So it's it's become necessary that we purposely go the other way and live in a way that benefits us, which is to move our bodies any way we can. It is unnatural to be seated and uh, sedentary all day. So we we shouldn't let ourselves go down that path if we can. You're right. You're right. We are made to move. That is what our bodies are made for. Okay, so we're talking about moving our bodies. Should we be doing cardio workouts? Should we be doing HIIT workouts, high intensity, high intensity? Ugh, what is that? High, <laughs> high intensity. intensity interval training. <laughs> yeah. Should yeah. we be doing, you know, more cardio, HIIT workouts, lifting weights? What do you suggest? And do you suggest, do we need to mix that up? Because I'm a creature of habit. When I go to the gym, every Monday I go to the same machines. On Wednesday, I go to the different ones, but they're all the same on Wednesday and Friday are my other same set, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, I'd add some cardio. So is it important to mix it up or can we stick to our routines that we (laughs) get familiar with? Well, I do believe it's really important to mix it up, but you asked a good question too with, should we be doing strength training? Should we be doing cardio conditioning? There are benefits to both and they are different. There's also benefits to flexibility training or uh, balance training or plyometric yeah. training or core training. How is your training in regards to flexibility, core, balance, speed, agility, quickness, strength training, and cardiorespiratory conditioning? Not everyone needs to be doing all of that. However, there are benefits to all of that as long as you can do it in a good way and and does it align with your goal. That being said, there's many benefits to strength training and cardio conditioning, as well as flexibility, et cetera. I often encountered people that would show up to the gym and they would do the same thing each time. And they would wonder why they would plateau, plateau meaning they would stop making progress. Or they didn't even know that they had stopped making progress and they're not paying attention. Again, I want to emphasize how important it is to get a really clear understanding of where you're at. So if you're trying to get a grasp of, what should I be doing and why? We need to come back to your goals. And something we missed too, you need to understand your objective assessments. What that means in trainer talk is we need a number to represent objective, a kind of measurable points about you. It does not need to be weight, but you could write down your weight. For example, it does not need to be your body fat percentage, but you could write down your body fat percentage, for example. It does not need to be your circumferences, such as taking a measure tape, measuring if that's what you want to change. But some people do that. These are just examples of you can get numbers on where you are at now. So you have something measurable. Very, very important. It is measurable where you are starting. However, that looks for you. If you care about your weight, you'll measure your weight. If you care about the way your clothes fit, you'll measure your circumferences or Maybe you'll do it by visual, by taking pictures of yourself, et cetera. Maybe it's your BMI because your doctor said you have a high BMI. Or maybe you took a fitness test. There's many fitness tests you can take and you can find them for free online. And you could be like, oh, well, here's where I stand with this fitness test. I want to improve this. It can even be something so simple as on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel? I feel like a four. All right, that's an objective assessment. That's where I'm starting out. It doesn't have to be anything too scientific. To answer your question, should we be doing strength training or cardio conditioning or flexibility training? Before you can answer that, you need to know where you're at. 
and to know where you're at, you need to have some sort of assessment for yourself. We do this as trainers. We assess you to, to get a baseline to see where you're starting. And that helps us know how to get to where you want to go. And your cardio is amazing. Okay, maybe you don't need to change your routine too much with the cardio, but you find that you are unable to do a proper overhead squat or proper pulling or pushing motion within a strength training environment. Okay, maybe that's something you need to work on. So find out where you're at first, and that will help you understand what you need to do. I like that. Yeah. Definitely. We need to know where we're at and what our goals are. And so yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like you were talking about when we first started the senior who wants to be able to play with their grandkid, maybe they want to take their grandkids to Disneyland and they're yeah. not able to walk that far right now. So yeah. find out where they're at. Hey, I can only walk to the end of my street. Yeah. So for them, they need to be doing different things uh, mm-hmm. to build that that yeah, foundation that's a, that's for a, them so they can go out and walk 10 miles. In the, certainly in the they could. They, yeah, that's a great point. They could do that. That's okay. Say. Great. Yeah. I like that. The final question I have about this whole personal fitness, uh, physical trainers is how important is it for us to like, I'm in the world of personal development and in my world, hiring a coach, using a coach is a big thing. You want to have a mentor at all times, you know, as you're learning, as you're growing, it sounds like a personal trainer is someone who helps you hold accountable, someone who helps you get that education, someone who helps you with your practice and also someone who can really be there for you? How important is it to invest in a personal trainer? And then how do you know if you have the right one? And how do you know if you have the wrong one? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Well, I'd say, if you think about it this way, obviously, I think it's very important, especially for someone who's never had a trainer before. Definitely. If you've never worked with a personal trainer before, or if you've had um, maybe a bad experience, or if you didn't make progress with a trainer before, if you decide to go back or try it out for the first time, make sure for one, they're certified. You know, that will at least tell you what kind of experience or education they have. But think about it this way. It's like if someone's car breaks down, you can either spend the time to learn to be a mechanic and fix it, or you can take it to the mechanic and have them fix it. Yeah. So it's up to you. You will either spend one of two things. You will spend time and energy to learn and practice and gain experience to exercise by yourself and do it the right way. Or you will spend the money to hire someone who hopefully will show you exactly what to do. But in my opinion, really, you know, if you can hire a personal trainer, if that's right for you, you should be doing both. If you're working with a professional, you are also uh, doing your best to, like I said, learn along the way, practice things a little on your own, apply what you've been practicing with your trainer on your own and also find other means of accountability elsewhere in your life too because it's not you know if someone has a personal trainer that's a that can be a lot of money spent with that person if that's a good trainer they're probably going to be more expensive and if it's one-on-one especially you know you're paying for this person's time who has spent maybe years or decades perfecting their craft and hopefully they're applying it well to you but you're only with them a small portion of your time a very small portion of the time maybe maybe maximum for most people would be like 3 hours a week if you're seeing okay. someone three three times a week for example yeah. so yes if you've never done it I, I highly encourage people as long as they've you know make sure your doctor is okay with you having a trainer and all that stuff and a good trainer will make sure that all these things are in place try to find a trainer who will take you through a proper fitness assessment to really get to know you and your goals, where you're at, where you want to go and why. 
and then someone who has a certification. And then you want to get someone who has good reviews. You can ask for reviews for that too, just like you would with any expert. But yeah, I mean, there's things when I had a personal trainer when I started out and he actually taught me boxing. That was the first thing that I learned um, with a trainer. I learned strength training with him later, but um, 100%, it was entirely different than working out on my own. It really is different working out with someone, even if it's just a friend who is helping you do better. But yeah, as long as you don't have any medical reasons to not work with a trainer, I think it's a great idea because they're going to show you things you didn't even, you didn't know you didn't know. And so that's always a, a nice eye-opening experience to to kind of broaden your horizons and see what it's like to do things the right way if you've never seen it. That's really inspiring to go get a, a personal trainer for sure. Just go I talk liked to your them. mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> I liked your mechanic <laughs> analogy. Why yeah, would we sit there and, you know, struggle <laughs> watching YouTube videos trying to fix our car ourselves when we can hire oh, someone gosh. who Please. can teach us <laughs> or do it for yeah. us? Now, now trainers can't do it for us, but <laughs> right. We can't, right. We can't make you do it, do, do it for you. But yeah, please, whoever's listening, be careful making a fitness routine from social media or YouTube or Instagram and all that things. Remember those professionals, if they're trying to get the word out of their business and how great they are, remember they have to balance how they do their, how they show that they do their practice. They have to balance that with being entertaining and getting attention on social media. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, it's boring, but the best way to learn are the most boring ways to learn. If you're not going to hire a professional, if you're going to yeah. go it alone, you need to read and you need to learn or you need to go through a course. It doesn't need to be reading per se, but see if you can find a free class or free consultation or free fitness assessment with a trainer to get a better sense of who they are, because it's usually not what how they show themselves uh, um, on social media. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And you might get injured if you're trying to do some of the things that some of those people are doing. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that. And I've yeah, noticed too good. with personal trainers, yeah, you're going to know if they're invested in you or not. I just recently switched gyms a few weeks ago. It's night and day different. We are paying quite a bit more, but I'm like, oh my goodness, why were we not here sooner? Um, <laughs> watching great. the personal trainers that they've hired to work with clients night and day different than the other place. So just making sure they're also invested in you. They know what they're doing. They actually care about you. They're not yeah. bored. Yeah. And also that they're leading by example, that they're not going to ask you to do anything they can't do themselves or they don't know how to do themselves. Oh, that's great. I, you can find, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with trainers who are out of shape or, or maybe, I don't know, aren't amazing at their nutrition or their fitness. That's okay. I mean, there can be good coaches like that too. I think it's a good thing to find someone who's gone through the process themselves or is going through the process. Find someone who is leading by example. And I think that's, it's not just a, a professional. If you're going to hire a professional, your, your surroundings too, your people too, the people that are in your life, be surrounded by people who are already doing well at this. That will transfer yes. and carry over to you. Even if you're not asking them to teach you, we pick up on people's behaviors and habits, even if we don't know it. So be very purposeful who is in your life and who, who you surround yourself with. That will help Absolutely. Too. What is it? You're the makeup of the top five people you hang out with. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Like I hear that, that a lot. And I, I do agree. <laughs> yes. Well, let's move into talking about partner wellness. I had the honor of being on one of your YouTube videos for your channel yeah. through partner wellness. And I really enjoyed that experience. Can you share the vision with us and what it is that you're doing? Because I love, I love your vision and your dream for it. 
Oh, thank you so much. Well, yeah, that started as a passion project. I started a company called Partner Wellness, uh, which used to be just kind of a presence online that I would use to offer my online personal training services that I was doing. What I've realized is there are people all over the world that are practicing wellness in their own way because there are many different versions and practices of wellness. Fitness, yoga, Pilates, breathwork, meditation, uh, ecotherapy. I mean, it's 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 there's so many offerings. There's so many great instructors out there. I created Partner Wellness to be able to connect people to those instructors. The goal is one day that all people would know someone who supports their well-being. If you don't have someone in your life who supports that, that's what uh, Partner Wellness is for, is, is a, a place where you can come to meet these people and see that they're there uh, to help us live, uh, you know, happy and healthy lives. So, you know, that's what it's for. It's for you to find wellness experts from around the world. Yes, it is important for all of us as we're talking about getting healthier overall, your company directly connects us with those people that we might not even know some of these practices existed. And so you're shining a light on different modalities that we can learn about, that we can try, that we can see how they make us feel. And I, I really like that. Thank you. And it's important that we see, we witness people demonstrating feeling good in their own way. Because the mm-hmm. best way for you to practice wellness is in your own way. So I want people to see different experts around the world practicing in their own way that is unique to them, not so that they can do it like they do, but so that they can be inspired to do it how they want to do it in their own unique way. That is the best way for you to do things is in your way. That's my Absolutely. Belief. I find that with my yoga practice as well. Sometimes I like a softer flow or maybe like a little gentle restorative practice versus the power yoga. So it's kind of like finding in the moment what works for you, what makes you feel well, what makes you feel balanced and in alignment with your true essence. Yeah, I'm just agreeing with you. The people who are interested in fitness or any other aspect of wellness, as you get to know yourself through your journey, you'll get to know what you respond well to. And that's that's what you pursue. And that's yes. what we, we've all have done. Yeah, absolutely. So it's I think it's great to get to know things that have been around for centuries and millennia and things that are new. And mm-hmm. to get to know both is really a fun experience. Yeah, I love that. And blending the fitness element with that overall holistic practice wellness. Yeah. Blending those together. I think that really does help you lead a rich life. Yeah, Staying I think that's it. really important, yeah. you know. Well, I cannot let you leave this show without asking you about your big dreams. I love asking about (laughs) dreams because I love sparking that in others. Like you said, someone might just hear something and it might not be their thing, but it might inspire them like, oh, I had a dream once. Let me think about it again. So what's your larger than life dream that is just so big that you're excited about and that lights you on fire? Wow, what a great question. I wasn't I wasn't expecting something like that. That's really good. Well, the biggest dream I can think of, at least as it relates to like overall in life, I, I would like to have contributed something unique to the majority of the population, if that's possible. Nice. I don't know exactly what that will be yet. I, I think it will be several things. 
but I want to somehow feel like throughout my life, I have contributed to this many people in some way where I've offered them a way or an example or an inspiration on something. So I think that will be partly with this company, Partner Wellness, to connect people to wellness experts around the world. I also am a, a musician. I, I would love to uh, be successful in music. I actually went to school for music. And I, I like to think of myself as, you know, I don't just do fitness. I don't just do music. I'm, I consider myself a music and fitness fanatic. Those are like the two sides of me that I've always come back to and really just light me up inside that I really love. I'd like to be a balanced person and then practice what I preach and then hopefully have contributed to a majority of the world uh, one day, somehow. We'll see. Time will tell. But that's a great, that's a really great question you asked. In fact, it reminds me, I have a goal sheet that I have um, just on a note that I come back to now and then. And I've written down goals that are short-term and long-term, and that's one of them. And uh, I would also like to uh, have visited every country in the world. I would also, oh, yeah. I'd like, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to win a Grammy one day. You know, I have okay. Now we're talking. Now those are your moonshot <laughs> dreams. Yes, that's the dreams I want to okay, hear. <laughs> yeah, I get, I'll try to get more specific. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do want to do well with that too. Um, I, I really love music Great. too. But I have, I have uh, Grammy winners in my family. My, my both my my dad and my stepmom are both Grammy winners. And my mom, mm. she, uh, before she passed, she was a famous musician as well. Uh, she played in the Cleveland Orchestra. So um, music is just so amazing. It's really at the core of me. I think it's important to me, at least, to just follow these passions of mine and hope and just let people see that. Yes. Well, I love all of your dreams. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> greater than the feeling that you have contributed yeah. and and also not knowing how it will come about. Like you have partner wellness. Yes, it might come from that. It might come from your music. When you're out there winning Grammys, you're going to touch so many people, like half the world. You know, if if when you're <laughs> when you're walking the red carpet to pick up your Grammy, you're going to have touched many people. So I would love that. <laughs> not being so like we don't know where it's gonna come from, when it's gonna come, just knowing that, hey, this is my dream. Let's watch it happen. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Thank you for the encouragement. I think that's a good point too. And this will relate to people's fitness journeys too, who are listening. You will not always be completely clear along your fitness path to where to go. Yeah. But as you go, you will filter through things and you will gather data and you will start to make things clear. That will come to you as you go. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be like this perfect vision in the beginning because things change along the way and people change along the way. <laughs> well, cool, Jonathan. Thank you so much for sharing uh, not only your information for us on physical fitness, how we can begin to go about getting ourselves a little healthier and feeling our best. That's really what I think it's about is feeling your best and then sharing your beautiful dreams and sharing your vision for partner wellness. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. It really was like, I really appreciate you having me on. And it's, it's wonderful. Uh, it's really helps me feel fulfilled that hopefully someone would listen to our conversation and uh, be inspired to do a little bit better for themselves. So really, thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed it. Yes, you're welcome. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you have a clear plan now how to get out there and start going after your physical fitness goals. You can check out Jonathan, his website, partnerwellness.com for more information on all the things they're doing over there at Partner Wellness. 
Their mission is to connect people around the world to wellness professionals that inspire, educate, and empower. They're a network of wellness experts that honors the human relationship as the most powerful tool for creating changes in others. And they seek to create a world in which every person knows someone who supports their well-being. And you know, I'm super passionate about well-being and helping you feel your best. So go check them out, partnerwellness.com. They have videos and other resources for you to learn from other wellness experts.